0: to the midweek episode of the Forza Italian Football Podcast. It is me, your host, Dov. Obviously, this is the midweek show, so there's no Conor Clancy, no Vito or any of the other uh, people that, that partake on Monday's episode, but I'm not alone. I have got Mr. Podrig Whelan coming to me live from the Paddy Shack. Podrig, how are you?
2: I'm good, Dov, yeah. I'm uh, happy enough. we got... Two out of the three teams through this week in Syria, so we could have asked for a little bit better, but overall I
0: think we're happy enough, aren't we? I we can't this. It's not bad, it's not bad at all. Three three out of four. Um and, and to be fair, the, the 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 team that did exit the competition you didn't really expect him to go through anyway, so it's fine. Um Rob so yeah. does. Rob well we shall come into that later. <laughs> um obviously uh, Roma well, come, We'll do the Champions League first That was Wednesday So that was the first game Of the, of the, of the three That we're going to talk about uh, They beat Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0 on the night And it meant they went through On away goals Because obviously They were defeated 2-1 Away from home So that, that, that away goal um, In the Ukraine Was enough To get them through Big Erin Scored just after Half time lovely, lovely finish as well um, you, First off do you think they deserved
2: it? Yeah, Dov, I think they did. Um, I quite fancied our chances, actually, coming back from the away game. I thought it had been a bit of a smash and grab in the UK- Ukraine from Shakhtar. And I know Arison made some good saves and there was a good block on the line over there, but you kind of felt it was one that Roma had probably got away from them and that they were coming back to Rome, knowing, as they did, and as it turned out, they only needed the one goal to get through I, uh, I did quite fancy their chances. They probably did make it a little difficult on themselves at times. But I thought, like over the whole game, they they defended fairly comfortably. There's usually a an Allison wonder save or four in a game these days. The way he seems to play, and he's you know he's getting so much plaudits lately, and he deserves it. But there wasn't really any of that in the in the home game. And Roma, they were kind of on the front foot straight away. And Shakhtar, whatever they did counter, I don't think. I was never really too concerned about Roma, and that's not something you can always say about about them defensively. But I think over the course of the whole game, they they were pretty comfortable, and when the the chance came, and it was always coming. Actually, the way Shakhtar's defence it was it was suicidally high from from the first minute, and I think it was only a matter of time before Roma in behind and when they did the big man just made the most of his chance and yeah I think he deserved to go through overall
0: well, well Shakhtar didn't even get a, a shot on target So they, they, in the game so that that kind of tells you yeah. everything can't have Alisson inflating
2: his price tag without having any saves to make
0: it's a shame yeah exactly exactly um, obviously Eden Jekyll was the guy that um, got the goal and he he was the one that obviously looked the most dangerous for for Roma, um, do you think of it, Do you think because he had a little bit of dip there just, just kind of during January and, and the beginning of February, kind of when there was all the transfer speculation? Do you think that kind of now that that obviously that transfer to Chelsea didn't go through is kind of that that's maybe like settled him down a wee bit and he can get back onto the kind of kind get his head into playing football, yeah, back scoring goals. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what I actually think it was. I think it pretty much just come down to that that there was so much uncertainty around him in January you know at one stage it seemed as if he was all but gone and then a few days later he was definitely staying and then a few days after that it seemed like all oh, the transfers back on again so you know it kind of an been easy for, for him throughout the month he didn't really know where he was going and he did he did say after the game that ultimately when it came down to making the decision that the reason he stayed was because he wanted, he wanted these big Champions League nights in Rome and you know the way it's turned out. Chelsea are out of the Champions League, and and Rome are still in it in the quarterfinals. So he's he's got another one more at least big European night left, left in Rome. But I, I do think he's, he's going to recover his best form now. I think that kind of around January, as you said, that the speculation didn't help him, and, and you can see it on the pitch. But he was he played well in the Ukraine. I thought he, he did really well for the the goal there, and he had he worked hard throughout that game, and then he made the most of the chance that came his way in the home game so I think we will start to see the best of him again
0: I think The thing that impressed me the most because the performance wasn't really a, a kind of typical Roma performance if you like because it was they were, they were really solid defensively like Manalas and Fazio at the back were, were fantastic, Manalas in particular like, I don't think he did anything wrong um, the entire game I think there was maybe, maybe one or two times Fazio looking at made any errors and I think that that's something that you'd maybe more associate with Juventus about just kind of being completely and utterly solid at the back not giving anything away and then getting a, 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 a cheeky one nil and going through on away goals
2: that's, that's spot on I think actually I think if you, if you were watching that game and it was black and white jerseys on the Roma players you really wouldn't have been surprised because it was pretty much the quintessential UV performance they, they were solid defensively throughout. They were organised really well. Maybe they didn't create a whole lot themselves during the game, but you know what? When the, the chance came their way, they took it. That's it, it, a great point. That it was it was like watching Uv at their best, and it isn't something we, we see a lot from Roma. But I think they were always comfortable during the game. Like I was never, I wasn't watching it and was never overly concerned about them. i kind of thinking, oh. One goal kind of puts them out here, which obviously it did, but they were never living dangerously enough. I didn't think that they were going to concede that goal,
0: which is another un-Roma point because you always kind of expect Roma. To, they're, they're kind of one of those teams that are like a bit, a bit like Scotland and kind of like that glorious failure. Like they almost get there and it never happens. <laughs> but this time, this time it was, it was kind of almost like the perfect performance in terms of getting a, a good goal perfect at the back, not giving anything away and, and just making sure they did what what needed to be done so there you go Yeah, D Francesco for Scotland dog, eh? <laughs> well they need somebody let's be honest <laughs> any, any, anybody will do it. Alex, Alex McLeish is not the way forward <laughs> um, right, so there you go that's Roma, well done Roma, fantastic one of the best eight teams in Europe hashtag official um, <laughs> <laughs> right so Thursday night saw some Europa League action. Um, the two Italian teams left were obviously Milan and Lazio. Let's start with Lazio because um, they they were going into the game after against Dinamo Kiev after having drawn 2-2 at the Stadio Olimpico. So that, that looked like it was going to be a lot trickier for Simone and Zaghi's men and uh, they were maybe going to have a bit of a, a tough tough time of it. Um in Kiev however um, they didn't really A big Lukas Leva stepped up for for uh, his I think second goal of the season and Stefan De Vry got the other one just before the end the 1-2-0 4-2 in aggregate uh, Lukas Leva was amazing he's and properly stuff, yeah, yeah. Like, like you've got a guy who's come in as kind of uh, what what, is, what looks like on paper is like a poor man's Lucas Bilia. He's, he's done fantastically well all season, and then you you go to Kiev, which isn't a, which isn't a, an easy place to go, and he just puts in an amazing performance like that.
2: Yeah I actually thought At the start of the season That was a bit of a gamble I hadn't seen a lot of Lucas Leiva at Liverpool I'm not even sure Most people did I don't think he was Really a regular on the team And you know When somebody like that Kind of comes you, you can be maybe concerned About if their legs or that Are past or whatever But he just showed like The experience that he has He's a, he's a real leader like it, And filled in the void For, for Lucas Belia Brilliantly They really don't miss him In that midfield now Whatsoever They're probably actually Delighted with how Things have turned out you could argue they've maybe got an upgrade on him and got good money back for Biria. So, I mean, you see that compared to maybe, you know, like another signing they made, like Nanny in the summer, who that really hasn't worked out. You that these can be risks, but he's he's really panned out. I thought he was brilliant in, uh, in Kiev for them. And, you know, when you've got him in that midfield and likes Parolo around him, like I'm still a big fan of Marco Parolo. I think he's quite underrated. Then, uh you know, most teams are going to struggle against them at the heart of that action, and I don't think there's many teams left in that competition that they'll fear, bar possibly Atletico Madrid.
0: No, I think you're right. I think you're right. And they've got kind of, like, like defensively, they've got players that that can kind step up when when needs to be. Um, Adam Merce is is I think a really good player, and obviously Stefan Radu's got the experience, and I think Devry. Is one of the best central defenders. You're, yeah, you're, you're going to find. It's just him. a
2: shame for them that they're actually when they do lose him, that they're not going to make any money off him because you could imagine the money, the money that he should actually command for them if they were they were going to get a fee for him. It's it's criminal that that he's going to walk away for nothing because, like you said, he actually he's one of the best centre backs in Europe and they're hard to come by.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, the, the other couple of players I do want to mention uh, is. Uh, Luis Alberto I thought again um, he obviously assisted uh, Lucas Leiva's goal but he's been another one you didn't expect anything from him when he came in in the summer and he's been um, as they times to say a protagonista um, a, a guy to get a, the go, one of the go-to guys for Lazio this season he's been, he's been amazing yeah was so these
2: was ex-Liverpool guys though keep doubting them maybe <laughs> maybe they'll get Emery Chan in the summer
0: they'll steal him from under Juve's noses and <laughs> slot right in as well there you go and, and I obviously can we, maybe the one um, kind of blot on on, on, on the sheet in, uh, in Kiev was Giro Mobley who wasn't kind of really up to much kind of uh, it was kind of there and thereabouts but didn't really do too much in the end do you, do you think that because Lazio rely on him so much and and the replacement is Casiero who's garbage that maybe kind of playing two games a week is maybe too much for him yeah, it
2: could be. A, it probably wasn't. His worst performance didn't really maybe get too many no, chances. Yeah, during the I suppose it could be, it could be that that they do rely on him. And like you said, Inzaghi, he literally does have to rely on Immobile every week because anytime you see Caicedo come on or like some some games he is given his chance from the start and Immobile is rested and Lazio just aren't the same team they are just not the same team at all without Immobile up there they just they've not got that movement in behind they've not got somebody in there that they just know just feed him the ball anywhere around the box or even on the edge of the box with his back to the goal and he'll still manage to pull a cat out of the a cat out of the hat if that's the expression I can't even what is that a movie
0: <laughs> the cat in the hat it could yeah. be a new one the pulling a cat out of the hat that could work
2: yeah that, that could, that's how good he is he can pull a cat out of a hat but uh, <laughs> certainly can't so that, that's probably a, a fair point that they really don't have that back up and that'll be something that they'll have to address in the
0: summer indeed, indeed. Right, and I just want to before we move on to the the, the little controversial game at the Emirates Stadium uh, Big Simone Zagate is doing wonders with that team absolute almost a, I'm tempted to say genius of a manager he's, he, he's got his team to the quarterfinals of the Europa League won the Super Cup Ireland in the season and is f- still in the hunt for Champions League football in Serie A so, so well he's done he's
2: finally Simone. overshining his brother
0: he's a much better coach than his brother it's as simple well, as that well
2: that's it it was their playing career it was kind of I'm better than you I'm better
0: than you people right. and I mean, sure. Yeah, and I was like yeah well maybe, maybe I didn't score as many goals but I can coach better than you yeah. so there you go, have some of that um, right and then the last game we shall talk about was Arsenal versus AC Milan this was 3-1 to Arsenal and it was not without controversy um, Hakann Celanoglu scored after 35 minutes it looked like but thought right here it is, it's on, the comeback is on and then literally four minutes later Danny Welbeck um, felt a touch on the side of his arm At what shoulder it looked like and just tumbled over and the referee, um, who Mr Eriksen from Sweden Jonas Eriksson is his name everybody <laughs> name Jonas shame, Ericsson from Sweden, <laughs> Sweden decided to point to the bloody penalty spot and then Xhaka scored after Donnarumma made a mistake and Welbeck scored right at the end which Milan had given up by then but right, Paddy what on earth <laughs> right, is this referee thinking about because right, Rodriguez put his arm out and he did touch his shoulder and Welbeck like, looked like he was competing in the bloody like six yeah. metre Olympic diving competition by the way he went down how? 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 it's not even the referee it's the the
2: officials behind the goal is is so close to that. And I think at first the referee, he did seem to hesitate at first and he didn't know if he was going to give it. And then, I don't know, if maybe he got the, the consultation from one of the assistants. But, oh, unbelievable. Especially, like you said, Milan had just scored. It was just game on. You were kind of, right, here we go. They uh, they can push on. And you know the way Arsenal have been in recent weeks. Mm. Think, things could really get sticky for them if if they hadn't... Been able to maybe pull one back before half time and Milan had kept pushing forward because they had played well up to that point. But that, oh, just an unbelievable decision, and it, it, it just killed them. Just there was yeah. no coming back after that.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's baffling. I mean, I, I, and obviously, kind of you, you, you did you did the press conference from Gattuso, and like, we would have, like, I certainly expected Gattuso to go off his head, but he didn't.
2: Yeah, I, I was really surprised at that. I was expecting. You 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 had the uh, the referees getting that wrong. You had Welbeck even like having the audacity to to try that and getting away with it. And then you Donna Rummer making mistakes. You're like, oh, this is going to be Prime Marino the pit bull let loose here. But yeah, he, he wasn't really. kind of just he didn't blame Welbeck. He didn't really blame the officials. He didn't want to blame Donna Rummer for his mistake either. He, he think he said that. He thinks he's kind of been distracted By all the Pepe Reina speculation And he kind of gave him a pass for that Which I'm not too sure he was thinking about His future While Xhaka hits a pretty tame shot at him But yeah he just I think he was more annoyed At the the way his team Kind of gave up in the second half As, as the game got away from them. Which I don't know if you can really blame them For they were kind of demoralised by that point They knew the combat a wasn't a bit, really on But yeah have an
0: experience But yeah. would you say then kind Arsenal obviously they're basically in Europe every season, but a lot of these players yeah not really there yeah. a lot.
2: Yeah, that's probably a good chance And I think I think Arsenal are a better team than Milan as well. And over the two legs, I'm not surprised to see them go through. But it was just the way that it happened. Kind of, it was just a shame. It was kind of seemed just to be taken away from Milan as well. But ah, a disappointing night for them.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like the first leg could kind have of screwed them over anyway because they were yeah, terrible in the first leg and yeah. they deserved to get beaten in it. So, I mean, if they'd maybe performed a bit better in the first leg, they, would, they wouldn't would have been in kind of such a dire situation. Yeah, that,
2: that position, yeah.
0: In London. I mean, I think, to be honest, I think it's a bit of a reality check for them because obviously since Gattuso's taken over, they've done fantastically well kind of, and the only two defeats they've had in 2018 have been against Arsenal in the two games. And I think that kind of... Maybe, maybe we'd kind of tell the club and, and Gattuso and Fasore and Mirabelli, is like, right, okay, well, you've kind of improved a little bit on where you were, but you're still nowhere near where you need to be and especially nowhere near where you want to be either.
3: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for
1: vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.
2: Yeah, that that's probably concerning as well but, you know, that you know that you're kinda of at this stage of the season and Lazio are in a Europa League quarter final, Roma and Juve, well obviously be that in the Champions League, but Roma and Juve have gone far in that competition. But the fact that Lazio are in a Europa League quarter final, and I know it's the luck of the draw sometimes as well. But Milan should be looking at that and going, Well, the money we've spent compared to them, and as you said, you rightly given Inzaghi a lot of praise. and I think he's definitely a better coach than, than Gattuso And maybe if he was at Milan, things could perhaps be different. They've already had one Inzaghi on the bench, maybe. <laughs> try them <laughs> all. Score going yeah, to
0: go through it. families of fifth <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to see if it
2: yeah. works. <laughs> to, to try them out. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you're right that. They're, they're nowhere near where they should be, given the money that they've spent. Um, I suppose even Montella is in a Champions League quarter final, and at the start of the season, if you'd have said Montella would get to a European quarter final, I think Milan fans would have been rubbing their hands. But it's just strange the way football works out. But um, yeah, they are a, they are still a long way off. I think they do really need to decide in the summer whether they're going to commit to to get to so. Going forward, I don't know if they, they will or necessarily well, they, they should. But
0: I think that that just depends on Champions League. If he gets into the Champions League, then you cannot give him the yeah, job. Yeah, you
2: probably have to give him. Yeah, which give him the opportunity could, that could, he's could earned.
0: Be a good thing. Yeah, it could be a good thing. Could be a bad thing. Um, Donnarumma, uh, Gattuso mm-hmm. didn't it didn't uh, criticise him after the game. I think he deserves some criticism.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there was even a shot in the first half. I think it was Ramsey It might have been Had a shot from From distance in it, Or it could have been Wilshire And he parried it Into a poor area As well It was almost the same thing. It didn't quite Squirm away from him The way that The Jacker one did But you were even Watching that and going oh, He should to have been Doing a lot better with that He managed to scramble To the one in the first half And, and make the save But the goal was, was was a disaster You saw the angle From From the ball As from the ball behind it came. behind him. Yeah, from whence it came towards him And like he's watching it all the way And he, he's prepared for it I, I still don't quite see how he managed to, to let it get away from him I'm certainly not buying Gattuso's excuse That he's been distracted by all the, the transfer talk um, like
0: He's had transfer talk all bloody year Yeah, yeah I know he last last
2: like. He's he probably brought it on himself a bit as well
0: Oh, that or certainly his agent has. Been. The thing is about him, right? Because obviously, every all, all Milan fans are sitting hype him up, and um, generally Italian football fans hype him up or pretend he's the next giant Luigi Buffon. He's not, and it's something I, I find is kind of more becoming more and more common in his game. Is like an absolute howler, mm-hmm. like not not just a wee mistake that that kind of doesn't really do anything, but like there's, there's something that happened that's happened more and more this season where he's just made complete and utter. Like blunders, uh, yeah. they've cost goals. Yeah, I, I really,
2: I really don't want to agree with that because, like last summer, I, I was like so high on him, and the more the season's gone on, the more I've kind of, uh, to be honest, I've come around to that point of view as well. That kind of just looking at him now, oh, he's just not progressed, or he's, he's not that he's maybe not progressed, but he, he's probably not. the the kind of as far on in his development as I thought that that he was you see some of the mistakes that he said Mm. that he makes and I was kind of expecting expecting a lot better from him because because last summer like I said I I think I was as high on him as as most people and I probably would have been banging that drum that no if there's anyone that's gonna fill the the gloves of buff on it it's gonna be him but you kind of be having second thoughts about that now because it is something that's crept into his game and I don't know. It, you can't really blame it on a, a poor defence. Like that was kind of the excuse from when he first broke into the team that oh, it was a poor defence around defense him. And he's seven he's a young goalkeeper. And, yeah, mm. but I don't. Well, so he th- it's still a young,
0: okay, he's still a young yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, that's, that's that's still the a thing. <laughs> yeah. But but, but the, this is the thing. Obviously, this has happened a lot in Italian football. You've got a young keeper, maybe not as young as Dunroom, but a youngish keeper that will break through and be touted as the next best big thing. Get chucked into the number one spot. A few mistakes creep in Things don't go your way And before you know it You're chucked on the scrap heap I don't think yeah. that's going to happen With Donnarumma Because I think There's oh, far, far, it's, far it's, too yeah. much hype around him And yeah. Mino Raiola Will make sure he gets a move somewhere um, Regardless of what happens yeah, right. I just like, think
2: We have had it with it. You know, Simone Scuffet When he was at Udinese And he broke through And he was the next before. You're, like, you're right you, you do see it so much In Italian football
0: it, yes, I believe. I even before that like, or I think at Roma, yeah. he broke through, and even Perin to an extent. But I mean, he he's more been hampered with injury more than anything. And the problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the drink driving, you know, <laughs> and that. Um, but it's, it's, uh, obviously, I hope he does well. I don't want him to do well, but I think um, we need to calm down on the the Donnarumma hype and. And, and hope that our, our help, or well, we can't help him improve, but like hoping rather get his head kind of stuck yeah. down and improve. and
2: Who knows? Maybe the best thing for him, like, I don't know. Like, do you think the best thing for him would be maybe just to get out of that environment and go? I don't know whether he'd end up at a PSG or he's not going to end up at Real Madrid or something like that, like people were saying last summer, but do you think it would be the best thing for him to, to get um, away
0: from him? Honestly, I think now, like Milan with Gattuso and kind of the way he's kind of the way he's molded in the club now, I think it'd be best to stay at Milan mm-hmm. because it like he obviously needs to play uh, first and foremost and and all the players seem to be like over the moon or at the way Gattuso is doing things in terms of training in terms of kind of camaraderie and team spirit and stuff like that and I think yeah. that's more what Donnarumma needs obviously there'll be coaches there that'll be able to help Donnarumma and, and improve him um, what I would say maybe it doesn't need is this constant speculation like I of agree him a bit with what Gattuso says is that he needs to commit and stay committed and just be like no I'm staying. that's the end of the story or he needs to go, and then at the end the story. But I think this kind of looked like it was going to be on his way. If Milan get in the Champions League, will he stay? What about Pepe Reina? Is he going to be? Because I think he's getting three million a week, or three million a year. Sorry, in wages, that's a lot of money for a backup goalkeeper. So it kind of doesn't it doesn't tie up. Um, I, I honestly I mean, think it needs to be somewhere. And he seems like he's the type of guy. He's like from all accounts, um, he's shy. Uh, he's not kinda like a Balotelli type or where he wants to kinda flaunt his status. He's quite a shy, quiet person. So I think he needs a coach who'll give him um an arm around the shoulder. And I think Gattuso can do that. Like obviously he comes across like an angry, angry man, but I think I think when it needs to be, he can be that kinda arm around the shoulder guy as well. But also give you a kick up the backside if you need it. Yeah. So you go right. Um and then like, last thing on the before we go. Uh, striking problems They've got problems scoring yeah, They sh- shouldn't They shouldn't yeah, well, that. Like that. well Andre Silva had that chance Right at the start you Score that Then we've got a game on Straight away um, But then after that chance He kind of went Disappeared Cutrone Like They had like one We
2: kind of shinned it there was a yeah. decent enough chance he kind of I don't know maybe it was a bit behind him but yeah he was the same
0: and yeah did nothing else and then Kalinic came on a header that really he was never going to score with anyway and then that was it it's, uh, it's just kind of like the Milan seemed to have a striking problem that has maybe been papered over the, or Cutrone's kind of emergence has papered over a lot of cracks
2: yeah I, th- I think I think that they've done well out of Kutrone that, that he's emerged because For the money that was spent on Silva And I know that Fassoni and Mirabelli Have kind of tried to hide behind that now And say, oh he was always an option for next year But the guy had been playing week in, week out For Porto And he was in Portuguese squads And stuff like that And a lot of money was spent Like That's kind of a lot to spend on a guy You're going to say is a project And is for the future, I'm surprised I think they probably did And they won't admit it But they had higher hopes That he'd maybe hit the ground running it's kind of not happened so much for him Kalinich is just a bizarre one because <laughs> we, we Kalinic is him. just rubbish <laughs> yeah well that, that, that's the thing we? Like, he, he was no uh, for maybe a lot of Serie A fans like for me I that Silva was a bit of an unknown commodity but you knew you, what you were getting with Kalinich, you knew that he wasn't worth the kind of investment that they'd made in him and uh, Unfortunately, he's proven it. Like most chances he's
0: getting, he's been worse than it. Though, that's the thing. He's been like you'd maybe expect to get like ten, fifteen goals out of him. Like over across the season of all competitions, he's not even. He's probably not even going to get in double figures across yeah. all competitions, which is terrible. Yeah, but was it when he first came to
2: Fiorentina? Did he have one game? He scored four at the San Siro against Inter. He either scored four or he yeah, scored a yeah, yeah. hat trick. Yeah, he scored and four. You, you, uh, yeah, and you saw him. Oh, who's who's this new guy? Like, but that was. I think that was as good as it got or as maybe ever going to get for him in Serie A he's just he, he works hard and it, like, you have to credit him for that and I think he does he's good movement and that kind of thing, think he links up well. but he's just not a he's not a goal scorer at all and uh, the problem you touched on earlier was that they, they just need to they need someone who's just going to make the most of these chances because they've got guys you know that can play some really good passes so you've got Suso and Charanoglu and Guys like Bonaventura in there, who can who can really pick a pass and who can open a defence up. But when you're kind of relying on Cutrone from the youth team, who'd be making the most of it then. You're problems, but I, yeah. But I don't really kind of want to be saying, oh, they need to go out and buy in the summer because that's exactly <laughs> what they did last summer. They went out and they bought and spent a lot of money on two strikers and
0: well, I think it's the guy from the youth team that's being relied on. There you go, there you go, right, so Milan out of the Europa League, right So, um, let's get back to the Champions League The quarterfinal, no, sorry, yeah, the quarterfinal draw is on Friday at 12 o'clock Central European time So by the time most people listen to this, it'll be finished, so we'll just touch on it quickly um, Dream draw, I think, for Roma, Sevilla, I think that'd be dream draw for kind of pretty much anybody, right?
2: Yeah,
0: you yeah, is a team that everybody wants,
2: especially for Roma. I think we were saying it earlier. It kind of um, all the, the stories kind of write themselves, don't they? For it, you've
0: Monchi, Monchi, yeah, Montella, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. It's as you said. Sometimes in football, these things kinda, they're almost meant to be, and hopefully that's the way it pans out. Not not just for those storylines, but uh, Sevilla just they didn't impress me against Man United at all. I think Man United. You don't want to take too much credit away from them, but Sevilla almost, or Man United almost beat themselves, kind of thing. So <laughs> I think that they probably are the poorest team left in it. I think both Italian teams have advanced themselves against them.
0: Yeah, and then um, the, the other one for Roma is obviously Sala coming back yeah. um, to, 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 to see what happens there. Uh, in terms of Juve, I think obviously, t- to be honest, I think bar Barcelona and Man City, Juventus are the strongest team. And you could even argue they're as strong as those two as well um, and obviously they've got the pedigree of getting to two finals in the last three Yeah. Um, winning everything Allegri doesn't tend to lose knockout games until the final uh, knockout games in any competition until the final as well so is there anybody that you think Juventus would really struggle against
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't like to see them get Real Madrid I think the, the final last year was obviously really one sided but I just think Real Madrid are they're really fired up for again this year. Obviously, unlike you, they've kind of got nothing to play for in La Liga. They're not going to win the league. and They're mm. going to finish in the top four, which for a while maybe it looked in trouble. I'd really be wary of coming up against them just because all their eggs are kind of in and this one basket. Yeah. yeah, and mm. Ronaldo is just, he's a fire again. So, no, no doubt people are listening to this after the draw enjoy uh, Real Madrid v Uv. I'm, I'm sorry Uv, I've cursed them but that's the one I really wouldn't like like Bayern Munich I, I, I don't think like, obviously they had a big win in the last round but I watched a lot of them in the group stages and I know they just sacked Ancelotti and they Hank is in, but they wouldn't strike me with the, the fear maybe that they would in previous years so just, Real Madrid's the only one I've kind out and Man City obviously that I'd want to see the, the two Italian sides really avoid
0: there you go right and down to the Europa League um, obviously the, 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 the kind of two big teams left in the competition are Atletico and Arsenal um, and to be honest I think who else you, you've got there you've got Sporting, Marseille, uh, Leipzig uh, and Salzburg and CSKA, Moscow so to be honest I think Lazio would f- maybe apart from Atletico, Lazio, far fancy their chances against anybody.
2: Yeah. I was going to say that 100% agree I think even against Arsenal That Lazio attack Is good enough To kind of create And score chances Maybe that Milan didn't And the the defence Is is pretty solid I, Even if they were To get Arsenal I wouldn't hold to it The I, only one Is As you said Atletico Madrid are, I think they're by far and away for the best team in it They were just unlucky In the, the group stage You know they got a tough group Roma and Chelsea Both in it But mm apart
0: from that yeah both yeah well I think uh, if Lax got a kind draw I mean they, they, you could easily see them in the semi-finals and yeah, I think absolutely. as well, well like we mentioned earlier one of the big positives is Simone Inzaghi and I think when he's on like when he's on it when he's got the team prepped properly for a game it's, they're really difficult to beat um, Juventus have struggled against them well they got beat yeah. off them at home struggled against them uh, at the Olimpico and they are by far and away the best team in Italy and one of the best in Europe. So, Lazio can mix it with them then they can mix it with anybody.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Just two kind draws, that, that's all they need. A kind one now and a one in the semi-final. I think you'd easily see Lazio playing
0: in that Europa League final just if the draws go their way. There we go. There we go, everybody. Um, obviously, you probably listened to this before uh, the draws being made or after, sorry, after the draws being made. This is obviously before the draws being made. So, let us know what you think of the draw. Um... Can will get to the final, regardless who they get? Let us know what you think. Uh, were Milan a bit unlucky, or did they meet their match against Arsenal? And what about Roma? Are we going to see a Roman fairy tale with uh, Montella and Monchi coming back? Uh, Montella and Monchi going back to their respective clubs as well. So, uh, Podrick, thank you very much, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Anytime. And that's And that's it. Remember, go on com and do all that as well. Links everywhere, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing else left for me to say then, apart from Arrivederci.
3: You start to recoil, heavy words are so lightly thrown But still i leap in front of a flying bullet for you So what difference does it make So what difference does it make It makes none, but now you have gone And you must be looking very old We'll find work for idle hands to do I've stolen, I've lied, and why? Because you asked me to But now you make me feel so ashamed Because I've only got two hands But I'm still fond of you Uh So what difference does it make? But no more apologies.